We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With a message for my people. Nick Dab, baby. We the new label. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now this the black sheep sticking it to him. I need a crib like I'm Gatsby. I need it in hand, just understand my pockets that deep. With nothing to prove, I ain't got nothing to do. And it can't compete, and I got nothing to lose. You see, they told me I'm the one that's gonna benefit. Never been a threat, talking out of line, but never let me interject. Cause in a sense, I ain't spiteful enough, decisive enough. They living off the hype in a cycle they trust. Got it shining in the back of the club. Some red dreads, guess they trying to live that life for the blood. What's good, everybody? Everybody, welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Dayas. At Nick Dayas 10 is you can find me. Veteransminimum.com is where you can find all things VM. We got a very special guest in the building. Uh, East Coaster. East Coast. Let's get it, man. I didn't know that until we, we started chopping it up. Yeah, from Jersey. Gotta love the East Coasters out on the West Coast. There's always that connection when you meet someone out here from the East Coast. How long have you been out here? Uh, three years. In Vegas? Yeah, in Vegas. What brought you to Vegas? Uh, so I grew up in Jersey once my girl and I, well, my girl was in college. So after she graduated, we moved to LA. We thought that was the move and it was not the move. So after five months of hell there during COVID, we, uh, literally packed up and drove to Vegas and I stayed at the MGM for a month looking for a house. And this was when everyone was moving here. So it was really tough to get a house, but we eventually got one. Damn. It seems from everything that I've gathered, everyone treated Vegas and Nevada from California, the way everyone from New York treated Florida during the mm. pandemic. Like everybody was going down to Miami out there for vacation, and then they ended up just staying down in Florida. A lot of people left LA, and yeah, a lot of people left New York too. What was, uh, I did some homework on you, and um, your, your content is blowing up. Digital Social Hour is a business podcast. What was the first thing that really opened your mind to podcasting? I knew I wanted to get into content for a while, always wanted to start a podcast, but just kept delaying it. And finally, when 2023 started, I was like, I'm doing this. So January like 2nd, I just started filming uh, episodes and got super lucky. The first episode I ever filmed got like 25 million views with that uh, Kara girl. She sits on you while she cuts your hair. And then from there- Wait, just, hold on. What do you mean? So it's a barber, right? She's a girl, um, has like a fat ass and like- fake body or whatever and she sits on your lap while she cuts your hair and then you could pay her extra if you want to touch her you could pay her extra if you want her naked stuff like that and then that episode blew up i can figure out why it blew up for <laughs> sure damn i didn't know that that was a thing yeah yeah i didn't either until she came on and it was a good episode 
damn what took you so long to get into podcasting because i feel like people that are content creators like yourself and and the entrepreneur space eventually they always want to get into podcasting because it's yeah. just a whole different dynamic a whole different way to touch base with your fan base were you delaying it because everybody sort of has a podcast nowadays? Was that something that was intimidating for you? There was a few reasons. So, I mean, I started one in 2018. It was a total flop. It was called Business All-Stars. Back then, I didn't have the connections I had today, and I didn't know as much as I did. You know, I was just starting out in my entrepreneurial journey. So I just interviewed, you know, mid-level guys, and it never took off to like 10 to 13 episodes or so. And uh, so that sort of threw me off for a while because that was in like 2018. So I just didn't have one until I felt like I was ready. And uh, I, I felt like this year I was really ready between my connection, all the stuff I've learned in business. How long have you been doing all the entrepreneur stuff, like with Jersey Champs? I find that name really interesting. Is there a play on you being from Jersey that you named it that? Yeah, it was that. Plus, it was I was selling sports jerseys, so a bit of both. But uh, yeah, I've been doing entrepreneur stuff since I was literally a kid. I mean, I was born with it, you know. Are you um, like a go-getter, you would say? Yeah. Yeah. I never wanted to work for someone else. I always wanted to get it on my own because uh, I saw my dad do, doing that when I grew up. He had all my business selling books and I would go to book sales with him and he would just, he'd be able to look at a book and tell if it was worth money. Like he was that skilled. Like antique books or just? Just like, uh, not all sorts of books. Yeah. Sometimes the older ones were worth more, but he could just look at any book and see the author read maybe the front and back page and he would be able to determine if it, he could make money on it. Damn, dude, that's interesting because I got a lot of my hustler mentality and go-getter stuff from my pops too. Yeah. My dad got a coffee truck in New York City, 49th and Park Avenue. It's been there like 30 years, dude. Breakfast sandwiches, mm. coffees, donuts. And the moment you meet my pops, you can tell right away that he's not American. Yeah. Born and raised in Greece. He got the accent the whole nine. And I learned like what it means to make a dollar. Yeah. Like being self-employed, it's dope because even like the entrepreneur stuff, like it's dope, but people don't realize how much shit goes into it. Like you can't, yeah. like my, my, my family and I, we've never been on a family vacation. Mm. We just couldn't because my mom's a teacher, but my dad is self-employed and it's, it's dope because you have no overhead, right? Like you're the boss, you call all the shots, but also you can't just take two months off, go on vacation because then you're not going to eat. Right. So yeah. how, mu how, much of, how much of your pops would you credit to your success and like just starting early and opening up your mind to that kind of stuff? I mean, I'd say originally a lot because he was also not a believer in college. So while everyone was telling me to go to college, get a degree and then work a job, he was like, instead of giving you this college, uh, instead of paying for your college tuition, I'll just give you the money. I'll give you the 20K a year that Rutgers University costs. Go figure shit out. That was his mindset. So when I dropped out of college, he wasn't even upset and he believed in me to just go and get it on my own. Damn, dude, polar opposites, your pops and my pops. Because my dad, so that area in Manhattan Midtown is very wealthy. So a lot of our customers are like six, seven figure customers that come up. And even like the elevator engineers make like 160000 a year. And he was always like, you ask my dad what it means to be happy and successful. He just goes like this. He just points to the pockets. Like mm. he's all about like the bottom line. So every customer we ever had all graduated, master's degrees, the whole nine. So when I told him I was going to drop out of college just to create content and dude, this is like, this is seven years ago. I've been doing this show in August. It'll be eight years that I've been wow. doing veterans minimum, but I'm talking about like six months into doing it, dude, haven't mm. made no money. Cause it takes you a while to monetize. 
And I didn't start making money until like the four year mark because we started a Patreon. Mm. And that also fluctuates because that's the the hardcore fans that donate money every month. They get certain perks and incentives. But I was not making no money yet. Mm. So for my dad to just be like, yo, you're going to drop everything to just talk to this microphone <laughs> and who knows who's listening. This is what you want to do. And he was furious. And mm. I was working with him at the time too. Like that's what I was doing. I call it now, I coined it the dream supply because that let me pursue all the things I wanted to pursue. Mm. I don't know if I'd be as sharp and awake and just self-aware if I would have went to school and finished. Yeah, I think everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And uh, I, looking back, I'm glad I did it. And, you know, there's benefits to college, but it just wasn't for me. I feel like that's a talking point for your show often. Yeah. I did some homework and I was listening to some of your clips and then I was listening to some of your pods. And I feel like that conversation comes up often. I ask almost, not almost every guest, but a lot of guests that are successful, do you think college was worth it? And then if they're on the older side, I ask if they plan on sending their kids to college because I'm just very curious on how other people view it. How do you view that? Uh, as far as like one day you have kids, how would you approach yeah, the, kids, the college I mean, conversations? It depends on what they want to do, right? Like for, for entrepreneurship, I wouldn't recommend it because you could just spend that money on a mastermind or a networking event or a business conference and it's a much better return on investment. Um, but if they want to do, you know, become a doctor, a lawyer, then they got no other choice. That's exactly it. My, my answer is the same as yours. If you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a, a vet, you know, with animals, like something like that, where there's a specific reason why you have to go to school for that, like YouTube's not going to teach you that, right? Yeah. Like that's impossible. Everything that I've learned to do with the content has been through YouTube. Mm -hmm. YouTube University, I got a master's degree there. I just Google everything, YouTube everything. And I feel the same way, dude, where if, if you wanted to go be a teacher, look, my mom's a teacher, right? I don't know if I would want to send my kids. Mm. Like that's not, I don't know. It's just a weird, it's a weird dynamic because I feel like that's something where the cost to go to school, you're going to be paying your student loans forever. Yeah. So with the entrepreneur stuff, if they have that mindset, but I also feel like you have to be honest with yourself. You probably at some point in your life were saying that you could do all the stuff that you were doing. And then yeah. you had like a track record to prove to people that you could. Yeah. Is that, was that the case? Um, when I was starting out, it was a lot of belief in myself. But yeah, once I got the track record after a few years, you know, having sales and stuff, it definitely helped for sure. When did, uh, when did your pop sort of give you that cosign too? Honestly, he was early, like literally the day I dropped out, to be honest. But my mom, it took probably a year or so because she's Asian. So like education super mm. important, you know, with Asians. And growing up, I was in a school of a lot of Asians and I always got the worst grades out of them. So I never really fit in with them. Um, but she was a huge believer in education. And, you know, that was that was a hard conversation we had to have multiple times. Yeah, I can imagine, dude. My mom was crazy polar opposites our two families because my dad was so about like school 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 and my mom she was also saying like a lot of mom stuff like you know as long as you're happy and, mm -hmm. and you're building towards something but it wasn't it wasn't until i started working with will blackman when i was doing that pod where i started making like serious money mm. and i was making money to the point where i told my dad like yo i'm not going to flip eggs anymore like i'm not waking up at 2 30 in the morning mm -hmm. to go into the city because then i was finally making money and then monetizing the podcast and the patreon and all these different incomes that I had mm. and that's like 18 months ago bro wow it took me a while to get to that point where yeah. I was still working and still grinding it out when did you 
figure out that this was going to be something you'd be able to do? Not the podcast, but the just the entrepreneur stuff where you were making legit money. Because, yeah, look, money to me has never really mattered. I know that sounds weird to say, but like, I like the freedom of it that comes from money. Yeah. And I just never wanted to flip eggs. It was like my main goal. <laughs> like I always tell people like, yo, everything that I'm doing now, I'm winning, man. Like yeah. I'm so, it's the happiest I've ever been because I'm doing a lot of cool shit. I get to talk to people like you. I get to come to the wind to record my podcast. When I was telling you before how I used to record my shit back in Queens, yeah. just had two iPhones set up. I'd have to clap to line up the audio, this <laughs> whole process. And now I'm in this studio. Like I don't take it for granted. Yeah. So what I, what I want to know from you is like, what, what was that moment like when you finally figured out that, man, this is like, like I made it, that I yeah. made it moment for you. Yeah, dude, it's tough. And a lot of entrepreneurs fail, which isn't really talked about at all. But for me, um, I'd say probably three years in. So Jersey Champs, I paid myself. I don't think I made anything the first year. And then from year two to four, I paid myself 50K a year, which doesn't sound like a lot to a lot of people listening. But keep in mind, I was in college. So that's actually like a lot of money. And I wasn't paying rent because I was living with my mom still. So my expenses were super low. So that 50K went a long way for me. And just like you said about the freedom, that was more important than, to me than the money part. So I was able to travel to like Miami, travel the country and just have fun at, at a young age and just get different perspectives on life. And um, yeah, like I could live off right now. I could probably live off 100K a year. So I don't need to be making crazy money. I'm uh, finding that balance like you are as well. Dude, I just posted a clip about Grant Cardone. He was talking about like, if you make 400K a year, you yeah, feel, like a, feel like a piece of shit. I'm like, dude, some people, man, they're a little delusional with the money. Cause I, I'm with you, dude. Like, I don't think it's, but it's also like what your expenses are and what kind of life you want to have. Like yeah. if you want to be buying all these crazy cars and traveling as much as some people like to, then maybe you need to be making more. But yeah. I, I think it's to, to each their own, right? Like it's what you want to make of it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not super materialistic. I mean, coming from the kid wearing this watch, but like, I just like a couple nice things and that's about it. Like, I don't have multiple cars, just got one car, you know? Yeah, but everyone got their thing, dude. Like, I, I think I spend the most money on sneakers. Yeah. Like, I got I got the Kobe's on now, the Grinch Kobe's, but like, sick. that's that's the only thing that I really, I don't like jewelry. I've never been a fan of jewelry. I kind of resent jewelry. Why? Well, kind of embarrassing but it's 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 funner to say now but i used to have to sell like a lot of jewelry to pay off gambling debts okay and i realized how much value that they had and like the things people would do for like jewelry mm. where i started to resent it and i was like man i never want to get to that point where i would have to sell something like that and mm. it was valued so much because it was like you know, it was a bracelet that I had passed on to me. Okay. But I also owed my bookie thousands of dollars. It was like, well, this is my only out. Yeah. And this is this is like in my mid-20s, dude. Like, I'm 32 now. But I'm talking about like right when I got out of college, I thought I was the man. I was hitting all these bets. I always loved sports betting. Yeah. And it's so much easier to say now to have this conversation because I've turned that into like everything that I'm doing now. Right. But early on, I would say I was gambling. Now I bet. I, okay. I feel like there's a difference You're between more the two. Yeah, it's more calculated. It's more research. I'm not doing 20 leg parlays. Right. Shit like that. But, dude, I used to deliver pizza. And if I knew I was making $500 a week, I was betting like six. Wow. Yeah, I was, I was cracked out on it, man. And then when I started creating the content, what really helped me was the adrenaline rush I would get from me putting a $100 bet in winning. If fans 
you hit me up and you're like, yo, good call on on the Giants. Mm-hmm. I would get that same rush. Mm. So I'd feel like, yo, I feel like I want to bet because now Sean is going to start listening to me more right? Because through the content because I'm giving out these good plays. Mm. So I stopped really. I didn't bet for about four or five years when I first started creating content. And then wow. once I started making money, now I say that I invest my money in sports betting. People find it weird. Right. It's also a little, it's funny to say, but like you said before, it's more calculated than it yeah. was in the past. So what's your win percentage on sports betting right now? UFC, it's, UFC is probably my strongest. Mm-hmm. And then the NFL, I do really well. I hit 62% on NFL last year. I'm, wow. around, I'm around 58% since I started creating content. That's really good, man. Anything above 52 is profit, right? 54, 54. if we want to get like exact. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, and I always say how in high school, if I was to show up to my parents with a 55 on my report card, <laughs> they'd beat the shit out of me. Yeah, but yeah. here it's like, yo, 55. I could ask people to give me money to, you know, yeah. do, do picks and whatnot. Nice. But I, I really bet on like three, four sports, dude. I think that's a big difference for me too because – if you just hit me up and you're like, yo, what do you like on the Monday Night Football game? Mm-hmm. If I don't like something, I don't bet it. Okay. But some people can't comprehend that. And that's the difference what I think between gambling and betting. Right. You just want to bet that Monday Night Football game because it's Monday night. Mm. And you're at the bar with your buddies. Right. You could do that. But as long as you know that you can have fun with it, which I think a lot of people in the sports betting space, it got to be like, what's your ROI? What's your against the spread record? Right. Sometimes you could also just have fun, dude. If us yeah. two are at the bar and we're watching the Knicks game, it's like, yo, let's, let's, yeah, throw, yeah. let's throw 50 bucks on the Knicks. Why not? I notice when I bet, I definitely watch more intensely and it's more fun. Oh, yeah. that's Dude, the NFL is the most hypocritical league ever because they were so against sports betting all these years. And now they got a team in Vegas, which is hilarious. And almost every team has a sports book that they're associated with. Right. Why else were you watching the Jaguars and the Titans on a Thursday night football game? Because of what you just said. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yo, I throw 50 bucks. I throw 20 bucks on it. And yeah, there's a the fantasy aspect too. But a lot of it is because, yo, I got the Jaguars plus seven and I want to see if they're going to cover. Yeah. It makes it more intriguing without a doubt. Yeah, 100%. And I like betting again. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's my friends too, just for fun. Oh, dude, I have so many friends that I'll ask them what the pick is that they like. And I, I'm like, oh, thank yeah. God I'm on the other side already. Yeah, I got a playoff bet, NBA playoff bet with my friend right now. So each round we're predicting who wins and then loser pays dinner that week. Okay. Just little fun bets, you know. How's it going so far? We tied the first round. So now we're in the second round and uh, we'll see who wins that round. Before we get into NBA, is, is basketball your favorite sport? 
Basketball is my favorite sport. I see the clips. You could dunk and shit. I could dunk. I hired a vertical jump trainer. So this guy. Ah, uh, so you cheated. But not cheating, <laughs> you know. His name's Chase Skinkiss. Shout out to Chase. He lives here in Vegas. Uh, 50 inch vertical. He had a 50 inch vertical in his prime, which for people watching, that's how high Michael Jordan jumps. God damn. So Dude, four, four, like over 40 is good. Yeah. And not to be, <laughs> not to be like racist, this guy's white and he just trained like super hard. Like he couldn't jump at first and he just did all these exercises, trained it all the way up to 50 inches. And then I hired him for like a month and dude, like sometimes I would throw up after the trainings. They were that intense, but he got my vert up like six inches. Damn. So you could throw it down. Yeah. Like alley-oops and shit, everything? Or? Off an oop, one foot, two foot, uh, windmill. Yeah. Damn, so these coaches are legit. Like, it really yeah. helps? We'll go with someone with a track record. I could see on his Instagram. All right, right, right. You can't just hire anybody, but yeah. Damn. What would you say outside of basketball is your favorite sport to watch? To watch? Let me think. I don't watch many sports. I'm more of a highlights guy because I'm so busy. But probably hockey in person. Yo, hockey's the best. Yeah, in but person, in person, dude. though. Yeah, I was talking about that on the last show, how my two favorite sports to go to in person hockey and ufc yeah and i would say football is my favorite but dude it's gonna sound super bougie i would only go to like a prime time game yeah because the football product is so good on sundays you got red zone you got direct tv you got all these sunday tickets and shit and it's fun to watch it from home but the prime time games the reason why i say that is it's a lot cooler because there's nothing else going on right it's a standalone game and i hate going to games in person bro yeah, I'm for, not for a, football. For football, I'm not a fan of it. I feel that. Hockey is the best. And you ever been to a UFC? Yeah, I went to one in Vegas, yeah. So the Nelk boys have a suite, a happy dad suite. So I went there once and saw it. It was pretty intense. It's the best, man. Yeah. It's the best. It's it's cool the way it's spaced out too. So like if you got to go next for beers, you don't got to be like, damn, I'm going to miss something. Mm. It's like right after the fight, you know, you have a 15 to 20 minute window. They move the lines quickly. It's the pacing of it is amazing. And also like, Bang for your buck, dude. Like I like going from the first fight. Mm. Also, I also bet. Yeah. Do a little so you bet on even the side fights, like the smaller ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think there's a big market. There's a, I should say, their bigger mispricings are in like the prelim fights. Because everyone's going to know about the main event. Right. And I think one of the reasons why I've done so well in the UFC and betting is because it's a 30-year-old sport. But sports betting on UFC has gotten popular ever since Conor. Because now a Conor McGregor card or one of these big Adesanya or John Jones cards, mm. they generate as much money as like a football Sunday. Mm. So they're becoming much sharper with it. But it's still relatively new. Like there's so many times where I'll just look at a line. I'm like, oh, that's just wrong. Right. That's just wrong. So you just take advantage. Oh, yeah, you have to. Yeah. Mm. Like this guy is, should be the favorite or he's not as big a favorite as he should be like you know he's minus 200 he should be minus 900 right so there are spots like that but those are i like basketball too definitely like basketball playoff basketball is is amazing yeah. being from the east coast you, you've been to knicks games i've been to one yeah like even when the knicks are trash bro then yeah the garden is so yeah. lit i went while they were trash yeah there, it was still a fun time yeah it's unbelievable dude <laughs> have you been watching uh the basketball the playoffs so i watch all the highlights yeah on youtube what do you think of what's going on with the heat and the knicks i want the knicks um Smart butler man. was injured so i think that's why they won the last game but yeah i want the knicks to win dude i was watching the game yesterday when when it was on and i was here at the studio and i couldn't believe how close it was even without butler that's I was not like, a, yo yeah. what the hell that's not dude. a good sign man that's not a good sign yeah. and now they got a they're playing on saturday which is wild 
because they got like a four day break in between. Mm. Why'd they do four days? I thought it was two days. I don't know. Mm. I was I was on Twitter. I was trying to figure out like why is there such a big layoff? Yeah, you know, usually they would play by Friday, but now they got to go to South Beach, and that's a nightmare to go down there. The Miami flu. Yeah, they might have to win one of those too. Yeah, and also there's a lot of distractions in South Beach, man. They're not just going to go there and stay in the hotel. Like the, the Heat have one of the best records at home in playoff history because mm. you have a lot of shit you could do. Too many distractions. Yeah, yeah, that's true. What do you? Are you a fan of Jimmy Butler? I like him. Yeah, are you? Yeah, I don't like him this series because <laughs> yeah, I'm a Knicks yeah, fan. Yeah. But it was definitely helpful that he wasn't out there. I couldn't believe they beat the Bucks, man. I was like surprised to be honest. Do you feel like seeding even matters anymore? Because that's a conversation I've been having lately. Mm. Because you got a a seven beat the the two yeah. in the West. You had the eight beating a one. You had a six seed beating a three seed. Granted, it's LeBron and the Lakers. It's the Warriors. But still, like, I yeah. don't feel like the seeding matters anymore, dude. Not as much as I used to because of all these players getting injured and all these players uh, resting and stuff. But it used to in the past, I think. Yeah, and I think that's exactly it. Dudes are missing 20, 30 games. They don't care if they're the yeah. seven or eight like seed Butler anymore. doesn't care in the regular season. Yeah, they just want to get in the dance, and then from there they can make noise. Yeah, for sure. What would you say? So you being from the East Coast, were you a Knicks fan? I was a Nets fan. So I grew up in Jersey. Okay. So when it was the New Jersey Nets, I was a huge Nets fan. Are you following them now that they're in Brooklyn? Nah, once they changed, I was like, nah, I don't like that. Kind of like broke your heart, yeah, right? Yeah. Like you betrayed me? <laughs> yeah. Nah, I feel you, dude. I, I realized, and I tell people all the time, how the only real basketball team in New York is the Knicks. The Nets, like, no one really cares about the Nets. I don't know any Nets fans personally, yeah. There aren't any. <laughs> that, that's why. Every time, the, every time the Nets have made the playoffs and they play like the Sixers or they play the Celtics, it's basically a home game for them. Yeah. Especially it's a couple hours away. They make it a home game. Pretty much, yeah. They got swept, man. Yeah, against Philly. And you looked at the crowd in game three. You're like, holy shit, are they playing in Philly? It was <laughs> the same thing that happened last year with the Celtics too. Yeah. Who you got winning it all this year for NBA? I mean, dude, I had the Bucks. Mm. Um, if Giannis stayed healthy, they probably would have made it far. Yeah, but man, there was something about Miami, dude, and, and it sucks that the Knicks are playing them because I was talking about Miami back around the All-Star break. It's like, yo, look, just don't forget about the Heat. Mm. Like This time of year, there's something about that championship pedigree. Like The Heat culture thing is a real thing, even though people troll them. When they get in the playoffs, dude, something happens to them. Mm. From Spolstra all the way down, they just elevate. And yeah. it's like, it's their moment and they feel comfortable in those scenarios. Yeah, they're, you're right. They almost look better without Hero too. I was surprised they adapted without him. They couldn't score even when they had Hero. And then you lose him, who's like one of your best scorers. It's him and Butler. And you're like, how are they going to get these points? And then they just get contributions from like Vincent and Strauss and, yeah. and all these dudes. Bam. And even, it, yo, they should have beat the Knicks in game two, dude. Because there was a call there. It was like a, it was like a four or five point swing. Mm. That went against them, and uh, as a Knicks fan, I'm watching. I'm like, damn, how are they struggling without Butler, dude? Yeah, Kevin Love's been looking good too. Kevin Love's another one. Come play out, like they got him for free. Yeah, that was a good trade. It was unbelievable, man. What do you? Who do you got winning it? I mean, I'm a LeBron fan, so so I bet the Lakers right before the playoffs started at fifteen to one. Wow, to win it, and now they're the third favorite. Wow, they're looking good, man. Yeah, yeah, they're looking solid. They just got to stay healthy, bro. If they stay healthy and AD keeps playing like this, geez, it's going to be hard to stop. They have this matchup with the Warriors and the Lakers won game one yesterday. What's crazy is they have nothing to stop Curry and Clay from going crazy. But then on the flip side, they got nothing to stop AD with. 
Yeah, you saw the spread. They made like 20 or 16 threes or something, and the Lakers made six, but the paint points were insane, and AD had 30 points, 23 rebounds. Yeah, he's he's unbelievable, dude. But the knock on him is that he always he's gets, always just one possession, shaking off his hand, and yeah. then he's out. If he gets injured, they're done. I mean, dude, when they were playing Memphis, there was a loose ball, and he dove into the crowd, and they're up thirty. I'm like, yo, what are you doing, <laughs> bro? You're up thirty. Yeah, dude. Even if they were even if they were down three, I'm like, yo, AD, you're not diving into the crowd <laughs> for a loose ball. You're too you're too fragile, and you're too valuable for us. Yeah. You're way more valuable than you are fragile to us. It's like, yo, come on, man, a little self awareness. Yeah, I do like their team. I mean, they got the pieces now, too. D-Lo. Yeah, the, move, the moves that they made at the deadline really leveled them up. And, bro, you could have gotten them at, like, 50 to 1 at that point. Yeah, I mean, they were 2 and 10 to start the season. Yeah, and then even when they made all those moves, because everything looks good on paper, you got to see how things play out. Yeah. How do you feel about Steph Curry as a player? Because I, I got a strong take about Curry. Yeah, you don't like him? Nah, I think he's the most influential basketball player of all time. Mm. In terms of changing the game? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a... Can't really argue that. I mean, every kid's shooting deep threes now when you go to the gym. Bro, everybody now. And I feel like it's more relatable than, like, a guy like LeBron or MJ with the Duncan and stuff. Because, like, dude, I'm 5'10". I ain't windmilling on anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I go to your coach and then he puts me on. As some, Can you some dunk? No, no, no. I never was I never was a good jumper. I, I could hoop, though. Okay. I got a... I got a D1 jump shot from the elbow. Okay. So Chris Chris Paul? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, facilitator. That's kind of my game. Cool. Every team needs a facilitator. You got it. You got to have that token white dude that just pulls up and hits jump shots. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, Curry now, though. Curry now. If you look at his impact on the NBA right now, and like you said, every kid at the gym now is pulling up from 30, 40 feet. It's more relatable. Even though he's like 6'3", mm-hmm. right? He just He's just always had like little guy syndrome yeah. from, from the public people like oh he's tiny it's like bro he's like six three yeah right but he just look he doesn't have that intimidating build like some of the other guys and he's a shooter it's something that everyone does mm-hmm. and his impact i think is gonna last generations to come i mean you're seeing it now already yeah because i feel like it's more relatable that you could go out there and hypothetically speaking i could go out and i could become a, a better shooter yeah i can't become six eight so I feel like Curry's the most influential player of all time. Like I mean, already, I'm ready to say that. I'd agree. I can't think of anyone that changed the game like he did. So yeah, I'd agree with that take. The the three point shot now, it's you just look at a box score, like you mentioned before. That's what was crazy about the Lakers winning that game yesterday, because they got dominated by threes. Yeah. And it's bro, if you just like you said before, how you're super busy, if you just look up at the box score. You just go down to that bottom line where it's like the three-pointers made. Mm-hmm. You can tell who won the game immediately. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's a gift and a curse because if your team is down 15 at half, 10, 20 years ago, it was like, ah, oh, it's a wrap. Like, I, I got to watch something else. But now it's, it's like, yo, one, one 14-0 run, we're, we're back to yeah, one yeah. possession. And that's because of the three-point shot. And that's the scary thing about the Warriors because they're the one team where if you're up 20, it's like you're not even guaranteed to win, you know? Cause they could just go on a run like that. You mentioned Chris Paul before, just like uh, my, my, my player comp. A way slower Chris Paul is what my player comp will be. <laughs> Suns are down 2-0. Yeah. Do you think them getting Durant was a mistake? Mm, I mean, it's hard to tell. It's only been like, what, 12 games? So it's hard to tell, but they got no bench. I mean, their bench had four points in the first game. I didn't see how much the bench had in the second game, but that you need that in the playoffs. So 
I think that's their main problem. They lost all the depth when they when they got Durant. And that's yeah. what happens when you get a guy like that. It's like, yo, I got to give up all these pieces because that's the only way that you acquire a big name like that. Yeah. The other team's not just going to give you him for nothing. And it's right. like, yo, I need first-round picks. I need all these guys, yeah. too. They gave up some good pieces, too. Yeah. I mean, guys that were a big key to their success the last couple of years, going to the finals, Cam Johnson, Bridges. Like, dude, it's crazy with Bridges. He's become such a case study on this show where – there's so many dudes in the NBA that I feel like can go and get 30 if they're given the opportunity. Right. And he's almost averaging what KD is, just that one player alone. So yeah. it's pretty crazy. And he's, he's way better defensively too. Like Bridges, is a, he's an all-star. If he, now that he has a team around him that is like, yo, yeah. here are your 20 shots a game, not your six shots like you were getting in Phoenix because you had Booker and you had Paul and you had Aiton, the big guy. Yeah. It's a, it's a different dynamic, dude. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of guys like that. Like Malik Monk had a great year. There's, there's a few guys where you put them on the right team and they could get 20, 30. For sure. Right situation, right team, and right opportunity, right? Like yeah. all those things got to combine. Do you feel like the Nuggets have been disrespected all year? Oh, easily. No one's even putting them to win the championship and they're looking amazing. I'm not. I'm saying whoever wins Lakers-Warriors is, is going to I mean, the finals. Most, most people are. But yeah, they've been, uh, they've been disrespected. I think, right? Yeah, do you, are you a fan of the kind of basketball that they play with Jokic? Yeah, I love Jokic's game, yeah. He didn't win MVP, but he's still an amazing player. Isn't it wild that they were holding him winning MVPs the years prior against them for this year? That's the only reason he didn't win it. <laughs> That's so dumb, though. Yeah. Wouldn't I mean, you? I'd have to look at the stats and compare him to Jokic, but... But the, the conversation always pops up whenever there's a player that just won MVP... If he has as good of a year the next year or an even better year, it's like, nah, we can't give it to him because yeah. he won it last year. Yeah, it's not enough. They got to do something crazy the next year. Yeah, I agree. That makes no sense, though. It doesn't. I mean, Braun should have had a few more than he did. Yeah. Yeah, Braun is always the one where you look at it, you're like, yo, he's been the best player in the league for 15 years, but he has, what, four MVPs? Yeah. But he got the finals, though, so it, it makes up for it there. Yeah. The last series I want to touch on is the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Dude, James Harden mm. pulled the clock back. He did. That was Houston James Harden. A lot of he's a polarizing player. How do you feel about Harden? Uh I don't really like ISO ball. Like I wasn't a fan of Carmelo, even though a lot of Knicks players. Damn, love him. bro, that hurts. <laughs> come well, on. Melo is the only one that wanted to come to New York, so he'll always have a soft spot yeah. for everybody. Even the, though we gutted the team to get him, like how the Suns did with Durant. Yeah, it's just ISO ball. I'm, I'm not a fan of it as a center. So maybe I'm biased, but I like moving the ball around, finding an open three, getting the ball in the paint off a give and go, you know. I don't like iso ball. So you probably love the Spurs. Yeah, back in the day, yeah. Kawhi and Duncan. I love the Warriors, how they, how they yeah, play with yeah. all those screens. Word, word. They're a good one too. Sixers stole game one because Harden pulled the clock back like we mentioned. What do you make of Boston? Do you think that they could still come back in I this think, series? Yeah, they just got cocky. They thought they were going to win by 20 without Embiid. I think they'll be fine. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, the way I was, they came out like super hot in the sense of like the way they were carrying themselves and they were talking back and forth to the Sixers. And dude, the line moved crazy too. They were like an 11 point underdog. Really? The Sixers, yeah. And they won outright. Uh, did and you Harden, bet on that game? No, no, I didn't bet on that one. That one was, once Embiid got ruled out, I was like, ah, it's too funky. And then everyone's like, oh, hammer the Celtics, hammer the Celtics. I'm like, man, I don't know, dude. Yeah. I think if, but Harden is such a, he's hot and cold. Like, he had 45 in game one. <clears throat> it wouldn't surprise me if he goes like four for 22 Easily. in the next one. Because that's like 
him and Paul George have the same careers in the playoffs. They have mm. that one monster game and then they have three duds. You're like, dude, how are you all NBA? And then you go <laughs> four for 13 from three. Like, what? Yeah. it doesn't make any sense. And he holds his team back. But. Yeah, it's hard to be consistent. I mean, yeah, Curry and LeBron are, but it's hard to think of players that can constantly give you 30 in the playoffs. Yeah, them two, I was beating myself up for the game on Sunday because his point total was 29 and a half, Curry. Mm. Like, dude, every time this guy is asked to show up and deliver, he does. Yeah. His whole career. And then he has 50. Yeah. Most oh, he averages 29.5 in the playoffs? No, no, no. His, his uh, like, to bet on oh. his total was 29 and a half. And I was looking at it, I was like, dude, every time they've had their backs against the wall in, in his career, yeah, he puts up 35, 40 points. Yeah. I'm not surprised. He's just, it, it's unguardable because he can already do that. But with them setting those screens on top of it, you get an inch of separation, he's shooting it. Yeah, and he don't need perfect form. He don't need none of that. Yeah. He could be fading away, 40-footers. He's the only guy that pulls up from 45 feet, and you're like, oh, that's a good shot. Yeah. Everyone else, you're like, yo, what the hell are you doing? Why are I, you doing that? I saw Poole get a ton of hate on that last-minute shot. It's hard because he's trying to – he sees it all the time, so he's probably saying to himself, like, yo, I'm the third splash brother. I can make that happen yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, If he made it, people would have been like, that was a great shot. I mean, how many times are you watching the game where you're like, no, 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 yes, <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah, Dude, the sure. Knicks had so many guys. Like, J.R. Smith was the king of that. Yeah. Oh, man. So who, who would you say, um, to, to wrap up this conversation, man, and, and thank you for your time, thank you for coming in. If you had to pick a finals right now, what would you pick? Right now, so we're in the second round right now. I'm going to go Lakers and Celtics. What about you? That's a tough one to disagree with. Dude, that'd be dope because of the the legacy of them yeah. two going up against each other. Celtics would be back-to-back in the finals. LeBron would be going for number five. If LeBron gets five, do you think that changes the conversation with him and Jordan? I think he'll need six. Yeah? Yeah, what do you think? You're, you're a Jordan guy? Mm, I like both. Okay. Yeah, but right now, Jordan's got the edge for sure, I think. The conversation with LeBron is so wild to me that he gets hate for losing in the finals. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, he got to the finals. Yeah. That's crazy. You know what I would do for the Knicks to make the finals? <laughs> A lot of weird shit, bro. Yeah. A lot of weird shit. Yeah. How weird are we talking? Like, whatever you want to decide is weird in your head. Would you streak the court? To, to make the finals? Yeah. Yeah, if I could go back to a game, for sure. <laughs> yeah, if I'm not banned for life because I got to be going to the garden. Yeah, that was an easy one. I thought you'd get even crazier than that, but... Okay. Him, got, okay. Him being him making the finals all those years and being discredited for it is crazy to me. It's crazy because the teams he was playing against were the best of all time. But is it better? But my thing is like, is it better for him to either not make the playoffs or lose in the first round than losing in the finals? You as a fan, right? right. Like, think about you when you were a Nets fan. If the Nets were making the finals, how hype would you be? Yeah, they made it back-to-back, and they got swept both times, but it was, it was hype. But sure. you were excited, right? Yeah. Like, would it have been better if they got swept in the first round? Nah. Yeah, it's more exciting that they, you know, you, you get to hang a banner, you win your conference. Yeah. It's an accomplishment. It's like, dude, I, I, I don't get it. And I think LeBron, if LeBron gets five, even though he doesn't have six, that's why I would disagree with you. I okay. think that he, I already think that he surpassed him, honestly. Whoa. Yeah. The longevity, look, longevity plays into your greatness too, man. He's been doing it for 20 years at the highest level. So he's your GOAT right now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's the game's gotten a lot more competitive too. Like, every team has like studs, so it's a lot harder than when Jordan was playing. When Jordan left on his retirement, 
the Bulls were the three seed. Mm. When LeBron left Cleveland, they had the number one pick in the draft. He's had to carry more weight, you're saying? And he's left a bigger impact on the teams that he's left. Mm. Interesting. It's yeah, a fun we'll conversation, it man. Is, yeah. I, I'm rooting, uh, financially, I'm rooting for the Lakers to win the finals. <laughs> but also from a storyline standpoint with LeBron, man, I think that conversation, because you know that's going to dominate the whole summer. Yes. Up until football starts, he'll be like, yo, is he the GOAT now? Is he the yeah, GOAT yeah, now? Yeah. You're going to be seeing that all the time. Skip might have to finally admit it. Yeah, it's going to take a lot for him to admit it. <laughs> he <laughs> said they're going to the finals. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, whoa. What happened? He's never been a Bron believer. <laughs> yeah, like what happened, bro? You all right? <laughs> Dude, this was fun, man. I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. Tell the people where they could find your show and your social media. Absolutely. Instagram's Sean Mike Kelly. Show is called Digital Social Hour. It's on all the major streams. Support for the show comes from Patreon. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. We're at 60 patrons trying to get to 100 by week one. Check it out and we'll catch you guys next time on the show. I'm a gold medalist, bronze like your medalist. So many deer in headlights, but it's bedtime. Hear that supper bell, main course, beat a venison. Zab. Most dangerous game. Either kill or be killed. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.